All right, let's shoot the shield. NFL Week 12 is in the books. Week 13 is on deck. Apologies for no Thanksgiving episode. Blame Corey as he was traveling the country. Apologize to the people, Corey. Yes, um, I drove to Mississippi, and you can call me a Dory Jackson because I was not showing up last week. So, yeah, sorry about that, but we got a good show for you this week. And, really? Uh, really? A Dory? Yeah. Yeah, I had to, John. I had I see to. Drew Brees and, playing. Well, you know, John, funny enough, uh, Drew and Matt Ryan threw the same amount of touchdown passes in that game uh, two weeks ago. But, yes, you're right. He's out, too. Michael Thomas took, like, a whole two months off from the season yeah you know you gotta rest sometimes you know sometimes uh sometimes you gotta rest sometimes you gotta get the defense going by causing a little trouble in practice now they're number one in dvoa baby Taysom hill as a quarterback basically took last week off as well you could have there's a lot of ways you could have went but i guess if you want to talk about our fourth best cornerback that's fine too (laughs) whatever i i just hear his name so much from titans fans that i i uh i had to throw it in there well, we need him early in the year. We don't really miss him as much right now, but either way, I didn't want to start with our Titans-Saints banter, but I guess that's where we started. Um, Always. Week 12 is in the books. Any big takeaways other than the Titans beating the Colts' ass? No, I mean, other than the fact that... Um, it's King Henry season, Corey. It is. This is the time when Henry shines, when he's playing. You know, last year he avoided the Saints, there, which I understand. but There's a chill in the air. A chill in the air. As it gets cold, King Henry gets out his sword and starts stabbing people in the heart. Just ramming them, beating them. He does. I like how you became a Boston person in there with sword. Battering the doors down. This is his season, man. This is when Derrick Henry shines. And, I mean, he has propelled himself in MVP talk now. No, so, I mean, he has, but he hasn't. He had he has in the generic sense in real he will finish top real politique three. he has he will no finish shot. Top, he will finish top three. He's not going to win. It's it's Patrick. He Mahomes. is not going to win. But in the MVP talk, when you're in the discussion, it's always a good thing. This is King Henry season, and I will say, John, what did I say a couple weeks ago? The Bucks could be in trouble. The Bucks could be in serious trouble. Now they have played a really tough schedule. They are still a top five in DVOA. And they do have a very, very easy schedule coming up. But the Bucks are seven and well, five. I just now. want to point out that's why I've I've lost a little respect for DVOA. You know, John, I think it's probably the greatest stat we can go by these days. In fact, the Saints have never had a negative DVOA game this year, and they're probably going to finish as one of the top fifteen best DVOA teams in NFL history. I think this year, if they keep it up, so I'm I a think huge the fan. Saints are really good. I'm not. It's not about the Saints. It's more about the Bucks. Like you said, they're still number three. They're they are not the third best team in the league. I agree. And here's the counterpoint: because uh, on this show, we give you the we give you the the facts. We give you what we think, and then we turn around and give you an argument against ourselves. And the argument against myself, despite the fact that Bruce Arians is a ding dong, and if you can get pressure on Brady, especially with four. Um, in these past two years, we've seen the Titans showed you in the playoffs and, and you saw it again with the Patriots. And now this year, he's not very good. But despite all that, like I said, the Bucks have played a really tough schedule. I mean, three of their five losses are the Saints twice and the Chiefs. I mean, those are the two best teams in football. Yeah, they also lost to the Bears. They did. And the Bears have a really good defense. And that's the problem with the Bucks is they just can't put it all together. They have a drive where they look like they are awesome. No, they lost to Nick Falls. You can't lose to Nick Foles. And who was the other loss? The Chiefs, I guess? Okay. 
The Chiefs, yeah, and the Saints twice. So, um, the way, who's the other one? They've got five losses. Who was the other loss? Um, the Rams kicked their ass. The Rams, yeah, that's right, which is a respectable loss, and the Rams are a very complete team. So I will say their schedule's been really much hard. Much more interesting in who the Bucks actually beat other than Green Bay. That's, that'd be much more interesting than that. Yes. No, I, I agree. I agree. They, they've they lost all the tough games they've played, pretty much, except for when they spanked Green Bay. Okay, either way, either way, I think the DVOA, I mean, like I said, if it has them as the third best team, I'm going to throw a flag there just because I don't think they're the third best team. And they also have Pittsburgh as the second best team, and I'm throwing a flag there because I don't think Pittsburgh is the second best team, especially because DVOA is supposed to grade out opponents and performance, and the Steelers just haven't beaten anybody. No, they haven't, John, and they didn't look very good Wednesday. I mean, that game was pathetic. I'll take it back. I mean, they, they beat they beat the Ravens twice. I'll give them credit for the win in Baltimore, although it felt like, I mean, Baltimore outperformed them in that game. But they, they, they lost, and Pittsburgh won. I'll give them credit there, and they beat the Titans, and – that was an impressive win to go into Nashville. And, you know, both teams were 5-0 and at that point. So I will give them credit for that win. I would say that as a Titans fan, I came out of that game feeling like we were better than Pittsburgh, especially when we get Jonathan yeah. Joseph off the field. And the defense has been better since Jonathan Joseph has gotten off the field. But I just don't think Pittsburgh is the actual second-best team, especially, like I said, when you're supposed to weight things out on actual performance and not just record, if that makes sense. It does make sense, and I totally agree with you. And I will kind of synthesize our points here. Um, and I, because in the past we've talked about teams we think maybe are underrated or, um, will be playing better as the season goes on. And then, uh, the Steelers, who at the beginning I said are not complete frauds, uh, and, and kind of stuck up for them. But now, despite the fact that they're the only undefeated team in the league, um, I will tell you this. I think the Washington football team ends their undefeated streak on Sunday. And I'll tell you why. So Washington has competent, you know, it's not great, competent quarterback play, a true number one running back, a great offensive line. Their defense is really good. And the number one thing um, that I think could swerve this game is football team has a great red zone defense. I think it might be the best in DVOA, even though we've kind of said they're not the end-all be-all. Pittsburgh really struggled in the red zone. I could see the football team, and this is a must. I mean, they're at the part of the schedule now where they're competing for a division title, no matter how pathetic it may be even at 6-10, and 10, I think the, 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 the worlds collide here. We're a team that looks better and better every week and a team that, as the season goes on, despite their undefeated record, we say, I don't really know about them. I think this is where those two things come together, and I think WFT is what I'm calling them now. I, I'm trademarking that. I think they beat the Steelers this weekend. I'll say it right now. You heard it here first, folks. What is I'm going to be so wrong. Has that spread came out yet? Uh, yeah, so right now, um, I don't see a spread, but uh, ESPN's little matchup predictor has the Steelers with a 74% shot at winning that game. What do you mean you don't see a spread? Are you, are you looking on ESPN? Here we go. You ready? It just popped up. Pittsburgh minus eight. So you're saying to hammer the football team plus eight? I'm saying not only hammer the football team, hammer the football team money line. Take out a loan if you have to. As someone holding a ticket with the football team to win the division at 10 to one, I hope you are correct. Yeah, well, I have been wrong once before, so we'll see. But I feel like this is one of those games. And it's a Monday night special. It's one of those weird 5 o'clock starts on a Monday night, the coronavirus special. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just have a gut feeling, and you can play this back if you learn that technology by then um, and and make me look bad. But I think this is one where the, the football team ekes one out, and, and we're starting to talk about them possibly taking the division. Who are your top five teams right now? 
Oh, that's tough. So I would say, uh, obviously, New Orleans, uh, Kansas City. Uh, are you going in order, or would you take the Saints over to the Chiefs, or are you just putting the? I mean, okay, I, so it, I think they're the top two it, teams. I have no problem saying. Yeah, if I'm if I'm going in order, I would be objectively I would be more scared of the Chiefs than I would the Saints. So I would put I'll I'll put the Chiefs at one. Uh, I'll put the Saints at two. Okay, I agree so far. Um, I'll put the Rams. Uh, at three. In the in the league. Yeah, in terms of who I think has the best shot of making a run in the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl. I would say the Rams are up there. I don't think they're three, but maybe five. I would say... Did you watch them lose hmm. to the 49ers? Did you see Jerry? I, I did. No, I, I, I totally did. I'm just saying that I trust that team way more than I trust Tampa Bay, than I trust Green Bay's defense, than I trust the Colts, than I trust the Ravens. I would say the Seahawks are better. So I'll give you this. Kansas City, New Orleans, Seattle, Green Bay, uh, and uh, you know what? I'll I'll do the Homer special, and I will put the Titans at five and the Rams at six. Well, when I ranked them this week, I had the Titans at four, the Steelers, Saints, and Chiefs. Oh, I forgot about the Steelers. The Steelers are undefeated, and I didn't have them in the top five. Sorry about that. I'm going to get yelled at by the Steelers fans that listen to this. They'll probably be more angry about the uh, you picking Washington to win. But I, I want to raise a question, because we just talked about we just talked about King Henry, and I brought the point up in the Discord for the patrons, patreon.com slash ranch. And I brought the point, and I received some blowback. I want to know your thoughts, because my take was, we always talk about how devalued the running back position should be, how it's dumb to invest in the running back position. Of the top five teams we talked about, I'll say my top four, Titans, Chiefs, Saints, and Steelers. I would say that three have invested heavily into the running back position. I would say that the Saints obviously did when they played Alvin Kamara. Yep. Right? They gave him a bunch of money, right? I would say that seventy the, plus million dollars. I would say that the Titans did when they paid Derrick Henry, and I think that the Chiefs did when they drafted Elaire in the first round. Do you agree with that being a significant investment? A hundred percent. Using a first round pick on a running back is an investment in the running back, right? Yes, without Especially question. When you're using that to upgrade a guy that was undrafted, without a doubt. Okay, I just wanted to point that out because, like I said, the we we constantly talk about don't pay the running backs. Don't you can get anybody to run the ball. But I would say that three of the top four teams right now, in my eyes, now you could argue that the Titans aren't top five if you want. That's fine. I put them at number four. I think three of the top four teams have significantly paid or invested in running backs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the narrative is sort of shifting because of that. And you look at Dalvin Cook in Minnesota and what he means to that team. Uh, and, and I mean, you, you look at Christian McCaffrey in Carolina and what he means to the Panthers offense and how much better they are when they have him who is worth every penny he's going to get paid and more. Now I, I would use Christian. I mean, I'd be a little weary of Christian just simply because like, you know, he is hurt and that is kind of the problem with running backs. It, it happens though. I mean, Alvin Kamara was hurt last year. I mean, and he was not nearly as effective. I mean, he didn't, he's Scored his third touchdown in like week 13 last year yeah, but because of injury. So it, it he was still good and you still had a game plan around him. Yes, that, that's true. That's and true. they paid so, Latavius Murray you know, pretty solid money to be a backup. They do. They do. And I was nervous about that when Ingram left because I thought that was stupid to let Mark Ingram walk for a couple million. And, and what he means to the, the Ravens, or at least did last year before he got hurt. So, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, when you know how to use a running – when when you utilize a running back correctly – 
and you don't run them into the ground, uh, and, and you, you know how to scheme an offense around a really good running back that you've invested heavily in, it's totally worth the money. We've seen it with Henry and Kamara alone. I mean, what Alvin Kamara means to the Saints offense is literally uh, indescribable at times. Like what he can do as both a pass catcher and a running back and a blocker and a decoy. I mean, he does everything you could possibly do. I know Derrick Henry is a totally different back, but it's the same kind of uh, understanding of, uh, of how you scheme an offense around him. And they're worth every bit that they get paid. And I think you're totally right. It, it kind of turns that narrative because for about 10 years, all you heard was don't pay running backs. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think every situation is created equally. Like, I think the Cowboys paying Zeke, who has eaten himself out of being elite, while your offensive line that you invested in has fallen apart. Like, I understand that the Cowboys giving Zeke all that money probably going to uh, not go over so well with Cowboys fans. But again, Zeke mm, hasn't been dominant in the last couple of years. Like, D- Zeke... I don't think you can make an argument, uh, peaked his rookie season and has been on the decline since then, pretty much. 100%. No, he did. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it- And I don't know if paying Christian McCaffrey big money will pay off just simply because the Panthers aren't very good around him. So like, I don't know how much he can elevate a team. But when you have a good team in place, you can prioritize running backs. And I think, like I said, I don't think it's a coincidence that three of the four best teams looked at that and did that. Like, Elair will be a key for them in the playoffs. They used a first-round pick. And the Chiefs, who are, you know, pretty much cap-strapped. I don't know if you remember this offseason when they had, like, a like $70,000 of cap space, something crazy like that. Or maybe, like, $172 of cap space. It was some, something ridiculously low. They took a, a position, an asset, if you will, an asset. Mm-hmm. The only way they had a, ch- a chance to really improve their team, and they're like, let's use it on a running back. And he helped their offense. Yep. Just want to point that out because running backs have gotten a bad rap for a long time. And like you said, the the Vikings, I mean, if they end up getting in the playoffs, it will be because of Dalvin Cook. I don't know if they'll get there, but if they do, it'll be because of him. Yep. They need the contingency plan. And get the Vikings the hell out of the playoffs. I don't want to see them. I really want the Vikings to go into New Orleans. Kirk Cousins versus Drew Brees. Let's do it again. At this point, I would just bet against them and then and guarantee a Saints win. So, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. But, yeah, get stay the Vikings the hell out of here. Uh, let's hope the contingency plan doesn't get put in place. But I agree completely with your point. If you have an offense that you can build around and you're a pretty good team and you know that the running back is worth money, make the pay and watch it pay off because it has for the top teams in the league. Like you said, the only team... Uh, that's really not in that boat right now is uh, Pittsburgh and Green Bay. But even they have Aaron Jones. And I, I think that's one of the reasons I don't trust Pittsburgh in the playoffs, honestly, is because you saw them yesterday. They couldn't really just give the ball and run the ball. Like they're going to make Big Ben throw the ball 50 times in the playoffs, and that's going to be it's going to be trouble, I think. For it is, it is. And they are a top-five team, so I do want to backtrack slightly because I just forgot about it. I'm not going to pull a Chris Carter – leaving Calvin Johnson out of his top five receivers and just pretend like I did it on purpose. But yeah, that's where I think the Steelers run into trouble is not being able to punch the ball in the red zone. Now, they do have good time of possession, uh, but when you're still, like you mentioned, making Big Ben throw the ball 50-plus times for 230 yards or whatever it is, you're going to run into problems. Uh, So, And I I think even like though they swept the Ravens, the Ravens will still be a tough matchup for them in the playoffs. So I'm not. If I was in the AFC, they wouldn't be a team like I'd be more scared of. Obviously, the Chiefs and the Titans, uh, and maybe even Miami. 
as they look really good according to DVOA and anecdotally. Um, so, I think the uh, Dolphins are going to kick themselves for losing that Broncos game. I think the Dolphins are going to end up on the outside of the playoffs most likely. Wow, that would be really tough. Because, I mean, we forget the Broncos' defense is still really good. So that's, I mean, it, it, the offense is, you know. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, garbage, I'm not obviously. saying it was like a huge upset. They were only like three-and-a-half-point favorites. But I'm just saying I think they're going to look back and that's going to keep them out of the playoffs just because they're 7-4 and four right now and they still have to play the Chiefs. They still have to play a Patriots team that isn't giving up, apparently. I thought the Patriots would go ahead and tank, but they're still trying to win games. And then they go at Raiders, at Bills. Both of those might be, you know, tie-breaking games. That's a tough schedule. So, like, you're going to lose to the Chiefs. Let's just say you beat the Bengals, you lose to the Chiefs. You are 8-5, and five, and you go Patriots at Raiders at Bills. It's going to be tough to get two wins there, I think. Tough but doable. Tough but doable, I think, with the Dolphins' defense specifically. I just feel like when you look at the other team's schedules, like it's going to come down. Like uh, The Ravens are getting in. Yes, Ravens are in, I think. The Ravens are getting in. Their schedule's too easy. They should coast to 10 wins. And then if you look at, you know, the Dolphins, like I said, that seems a little tough. That seems like 9 and 7 with that loss to uh, with that loss that they had to uh, the Broncos. And then you look at the uh, the Raiders schedule. Who do the Raiders have down the stretch? Let me pull it up. The Raiders have at the Jets. At the Jets should be 7 and 5. Yep. The Colts, that's a huge tie-breaking game, but they're at home. And who knows how banged up the Colts are going to be. Is Costanza going to be back? Uh, if he's not, they I think you saw against the Titans, they have no backup left tackle. Right. Like Once he went out, they completely could not protect Phillip Rivers. And we know and offensive line is the hardest thing to – it's the hardest thing to fix. I, I agree and I disagree. Uh, you can't fix it if you don't have the answer is what I will say. But, like, look. I know I just said Costanza went out and they were a completely different team. But the last thing uh, a Titans fan is going to do is going to sympathize with the Colts for losing a left tackle because the Titans were down to, the Titans were down to their third string left tackle in that game. To- totally understand. Look, you're talking to a guy. We, I went into a game this year with zero starting defensive backs, so I understand. Uh, it's been and and the Saints didn't have a left tackle, a starting left tackle, or a left guard in that game against the Broncos. So I do not sympathize either. I'm with you. Um, it's just that that's my further point is that yeah, when you don't have the pieces in place, it's harder to put it all together to even pace something that could have some semblance. Even an ersatz offensive line is tough to build. So when let's you don't just have the go and say that the Raiders beat the Jets. They're seven and five. They go home versus the Colts. That's pretty much going to be an elimination game with the tiebreaker scenarios. Yep. Yeah, that's a big one. Home versus the Chargers, which who knows if Anthony Lynn's still there at that point. Right. Home versus the Dolphins, another huge elimination game. Another and huge, tough game. The Broncos, probably with snow outside on January 3rd. That's not an easy schedule, especially when you already have six, you know, when you, when you have five losses. They're going to kick themselves for losing to the Falcons last week. They are, and and those games are going to feel like like playoff games. Like, are they going to have playoff implications that are so large in terms of seating and getting in? That, I mean, there's going to be a lot of pressure on those games. It's not your average noon kickoff uh, or one p.m. kickoff kind of thing. I mean, that's going to be big time. So, yeah, that's a tough, tough schedule. I'm I'm excited. I think at the end of the day, to bring it out to a broader discussion, I'm excited because other than you know, obviously the Chiefs being a, an offensive Death Star. Both conferences seem like they're pretty wide open at this point. 
especially for that last couple spots, like the conference race is going to, or the, uh, yeah, the playoff race is going to be pretty fun. Cause like the Colts don't necessarily have it easy either. It, it gets easier whenever the Texans lose Will Fuller and Bradley Roby, but they still play the Texans twice who are frisky. They play at the Raiders at the Steelers and home for the Jaguars. So they, uh, you know, they aren't necessarily home free either. I do think the Browns are good to go just cause they're eight and three and they still get to play the giants and the Jets, So they should get 10 wins. The Titans should get to 10 wins with or without beating the, the Browns on Sunday just because they get the Jaguars and Texans and Lions. They can win two out of those three two out of those three games pretty easily. Yeah. And then in the NFC, you look, and the Cardinals really dropped the ball and made this a race by losing to the 49ers because now the uh, the 49 or excuse me, by losing to – who did the Cardinals lose to this weekend? They lost to the Patriots. By losing that game, they you know allow the 49ers, who are 5-6, and six, back into it. They allow the Vikings, who lost to the Cowboys two weeks ago, back in it. That race for that last playoff spot, I think the Bears are done. But still, I was about to say, I'm glad you didn't mention the Bears because they're toast. Yeah, they're done. They're done. And Nagy is begging guys to try hard, and that's the point you know that it's done. But Over. you know they, they allowed the, uh, the Vikings and the 49ers to feel somewhat alive in the playoff chase. Yeah, and then you look at the Vikings schedule. The Vikings play the Jags next week. That should be a win. Six then they six. get the Bucks, which is an intriguing game. I mean, honestly, um, it's a, and you know who knows. And they have the Bears, and then they play the Saints on five days rest. But the Saints are going to be coming off the Chiefs that Sunday. So I mean, that's going to be a quick turnout. Christmas Day game. So that could go either way. Who God knows what's going to happen in that one. And then the Lions. So they could very easily sneak into the playoffs, even without the contingency plan. If the Rams beat the, you know, if the if the Niner the NFC West starts eating itself, and the Vikings just kind of, you know, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, beat the Jags, beat the Bears. Oh, whoa, we lucked up and got got the Bucks uh, on the road. Okay, well now we're in it. If if I mean it, it depends a lot on Dalvin Cook's health, obviously. Sure. But well, the Cardinals. Both- let us look at them. They've lost three of their last four. They were a DeAndre Hopkins Hail Mary away from losing four in a row. And they still play the Rams twice. And, you know, uh, uh, the Rams twice. And I guess you play the 49ers who might be trying to beat you for a playoff spot. They play the Eagles at the Giants. I mean, they should win both those games. But, like, they have got themselves in trouble. But to the larger point, the NFC feels wide open in terms of who is coming out of there. Last year, I was very, very confident that the San Francisco 49ers were going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. This year, I'm not very confident in anybody. I think everyone in the NFC is flawed. No disrespect to your Saints, who have been great, but like, I still don't know if I trust whoever's playing at quarterback when it comes time for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that that's a fair assumption because of the playoff uh, scenarios of the past. Uh, I think at the end of the day, the the league, I, th- I honestly, no homer, think the Saints are the most complete team in the league. Even more complete overall, obviously, uh, than the Chiefs. The Chiefs have the most do- most dominant unit with that offense. But um, yeah, I mean, with the way that the Saints have looked, they they've been seven and zero since going back to last year without Drew Brees. But it hasn't been easy. And how is he going to look in January? That's always a question. But I just feel like yeah, I feel like the last three years we felt like the Saints were the team coming out of the NFC, and they right. And to lost be fair, in a row. to be fair, you know, the worst call in NFL history, obviously, are they make a Super Bowl? Sure, but, but and we don't have to relitigate it. We don't have to relitigate it. Drew Brees still threw the yes, interception. Yes, 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 yes. I'm with you. I'm to with you. I don't want to relitigate that. To a guy laying on his ass. But but so one one was stolen. But yes, you are correct. Uh, as long as it's not the Vikings, we should be okay <laughs> at this point. Hopefully. Um, 
but mean, we'll really see. All three, I mean, really all three of them. I mean, the Vikings games, you you know, Kyle Rudolph probably pushed off in the end zone last year. Probably should have been offensive pass interference, which ironically enough was put into place because of the Saints. Uh, and the, you know, the Stephon Diggs Hail Mary, or not even a Hail Mary, just a botched tackle by your safety, Williams. Like that, all three of those games could have easily gone the Saints' way. But, Corey, the point is they just have found a way to lose all three games. And Breeze wasn't great in any of those three games. Like they didn't score a lot of points in any of those three games. No, they had a great second half. That the Vikings, the Hail Mary game, he played a fantastic second half. They did. And, and they so, did. I was th- so that was a good from, game. Uh, I was driving back from the airport, I think, after that game, or to the airport, or I, I don't know. I'd just gotten back, I want to say, from. Uh, the Titans getting their ass kicked by the Patriots. So I didn't get to see it, but uh, yeah, I was keeping up with it. I bet on the Saints, uh, and they dominated, they dominated the second half, but again, just still found a way to lose. Yeah, no, they did. So that's, that's their, their, like, you know, the, this modern generation's version of the Buffalo Bills, you know, despite actually winning a Super Bowl before, uh, of like, can they do it? Can they get over the hump? Nah, pump, pump the brakes a little bit. They're not, they're not that. I mean, they made what was it like? Well, the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls. The Saints ain't been to a Super Bowl in the last what? Fifteen? When's the last ten time years? Saints, Twelve years? Ten years? Ten years? Two thousand ten? Yeah. Yeah. They've um, been to the Super Bowl since so, two thousand ten. So let's not call. Them yes, yes, but you you get my point. You get my point. They're the team that you know can put it all together. They're they're very complete. They don't have an, a a glaring weakness at all. The the weakness is can they actually put it all together and do it? But anyways. The larger discussion being, you are totally correct. I don't have a favorite in either division that I am confident enough in betting on to put significant amount of money on right now. And I think that's a good thing because that's what makes the NFL around this time of year so much fun is that we have no clue. There isn't, this isn't the Warriors in the NBA where you know what this, you know the ending before the prologue. This is, we have no clue. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, we have no clue. And I think, with the chaotic version of this year, you know, with everything going on in the world, that's uh, the best kind of football you can have is not having a damn clue. Now, I will say that, like, I, I do feel confident that I would put my money on the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Even as a Titans fan, I'd be like, uh, that would be, if I had to pick one team, that's the team I'm backing. I feel pretty good about their chances. I feel great. I feel, I feel very good about their chances, but they could lose. The Titans could beat them. I mean, Hell, I think the Steelers could beat them. If you go through you know, their like, resume, it is a little shaky. I, I don't disagree there. I'm just saying I feel like they're a clear-cut favorite in the AFC is all I'm saying. I don't think there's one in the NFC, but I do think there's one in the AFC. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, and they're, they both team, you know, both conferences have a cream of the crop. They have you know a top team that you're like, oh, yeah, they'll, they'll probably make it out. But it would not shock me at all if the Dolphins went in there and just and murked for one game because uh, we've seen it happen before in the playoffs. Um, or like Tampa Bay starts putting it together at the end of the year and makes a run. That wouldn't shock me at all. So I'm excited about the playoffs. I think it's going to be one of it's the most parody that I can remember in a little while real as quick, we head into the long stretch. Real quick, look ahead to week 13, a couple of the games of the week. I mean, Titans-Browns, one of the games of the week just because both teams are 8-3. and three. I don't know what the rest of the country feels like about the Titans. I think the Titans probably get more respect just because of what they did in the playoffs last year. But I think everyone has come together to say this Browns team is probably a little overrated and inflated record-wise. Interested to see what they look like in Nashville on Sunday. That's the best record matchup of the week, 8-3 and three versus 8-3. and three. Uh, What else we got? The primetime games this week. You get Broncos, Chiefs. That's no good. Awful. Bills 49ers, that's no good. Washington versus Steelers, that's not really good. Seems to be a kind of a weak 
week this week. This week, a week week this week. Uh, Rams Cardinals probably Rams Cardinals probably number two in terms of excitement on Sunday. Yes, and I would put that number one because I think the Titans are going to obliterate the Browns. Um, at least that's my hope because they are utter frauds. Um, and in fact, if, if we will, if we must go back to DVOA one last time for, for old time's sake, I was reading that article that sums up week 12 earlier, and the Browns right now are the worst 8-3 and three team in by DVOA uh, in the modern era. So this version of the Browns is the absolute worst 8-3 uh, and three team that you have seen since you've been alive. That seems um, and and it checks out. And the, the second worst was the 2010 Chicago Bears. So that, that checks out as well. So, uh, and last, and then third was last year's Buffalo team. So yeah, the, I, I think the, the Browns are largely fraudulent. I think the Titans are going to put the smackdown on them, or at least that's my hope, uh, to get them, uh, completely off of my radar. Because as I said in the first podcast we did, get the Browns the hell off my TV until they can win a big game. This would be that. But I don't see them doing that at all. So I am way more uh, interested in uh, seeing the Rams and the Cardinals at this point. I would simply say as a Titans fan that you're always a little worried after a big division beatdown that you come out a little flat. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they come out and you know ride this wave of momentum. It is December. It is King Henry time. So I'm hoping that uh, he just kind of is able to run through a pretty good Cleveland defense. It's uh, their secondary that should be pretty open for business on Sunday all right, uh, so I guess you already made your lock of the week. You're saying take the Washington football team plus eight. Hammer them, hammer them. Give yourself a nice little stimulus check. All right, Corey. We'll talk. Uh, we'll recap it next week. We'll talk again. Have a good weekend, my brother. All right, buddy. See you next week. See ya.